Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster. If I was a Spice Girl, I would like to be Cinnamon Spice. Uh, and it, like, I'm sure there's probably jokes about that, but I'd say seriously, uh, like, uh, I could wear all red colors and yellows and oranges. And, uh, like, we could even have, like, one of the, like, uh, one of the, you know, C-A-N-D-Y-I-S companies, uh, support us, uh, so it's just a thought, patrons, so let me know what you, but, uh, Cinnamon Spice, uh, bring you something sleepy and nice, it's time for Sleep With Me, this podcast you support, what do you say we get on with the show, uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, like uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, like things on your mind that you're thinking about. So thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, so anything coming up for you mentally or, or in your mind, you know, uh, coming up emotionally, feelings uh, or physical feelings, uh, it could be changes in time or temperature, whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what, I, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm trying to create this safe place. I'm trying to smooth it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. It's very roomy. It's a safe place I could send to you. And one of the ways I send it to you is by sending my voice across the deep, dark night. I use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic I'm going to have pauses that are not pregnant with meaning or I guess they're pregnant with meaning, like uh, to say, hey, like uh, I'm here to help. Or is it more like, uh, hey, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say next and I have no idea. That's not that's more like with a message. Uh, like, but uh, I'm going to go off topic, get get mixed up. The whole idea of the show is I'm going to take your mind off stuff while you fall asleep. Now, if you're new, a couple of things to know, like uh, right up front, I want you to know that most people come to this show skeptical and doubtful, and they actually remain that way for, for, for one or two listens. It takes two or three tries to get used to the show. So if you were going to make a free investment, it would be that investment of your time. And literally, I do the thank yous that are at the end of the show before I start record the intro. Because uh, it always helps me r- remind me who's listening, that you're listening, and I need to respect that. But I got a healthy reminder of like six or seven revo- reviews in a row of people, that five-star reviews that said, hey, it took two or three tries. The first time I did not like this podcast. So if you're feeling like that, that's totally normal. And I would say, hey, give it a try. But the podcast just might not work. It doesn't work for everybody. But out of all those two, those people that just took the time, and that's like a big lift to say, well, I'm going to go on a podcast app, I'm going to write a review with my thumbs and figure out how to do that. That means that their skepticism, that, 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 that it's kind of true. That it's like, wow, I listened to this two or three tries. I want people to know that. And I only say that to give it a chance, but that also, it's okay if it doesn't work. I wish it worked. I wish this podcast worked for everybody. 
Because if it was, I'd be podcasting from a yacht, but it just doesn't work for everybody. So I hope it can work for you. So see how it goes. That's probably the most important piece of information is that if you're skeptical or doubtful, it's totally normal in the usual reaction to the show. And that, two, kind of give it a try. Three, going along those lines, is kind of listen to it loosely or out of focus or barely pay any attention. Because, yeah, I'm not going to really get to anything sensible or it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. In This is not a cohesive podcast. Uh, so the main way to listen is just kind of get comfortable and then say, okay, well, let me see how this goes here. Let me see. I'm not so sure about the. Well, okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, let me get comfortable and just barely kind of listen to this person. So that's one thing is uh, this is the one podcast not meant to be totally listened to, but you could. Because the other side of it is it's a podcast that's really more here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm not really a podcast that puts you to sleep, even though I kind of say that just to try to make it make sense. It's I'm more of a sleep offering. I'm here around the campfire talking as you get in your bedroll and you get cozy and drift off. Uh, the only difference is that there's no social expectation that you pay any attention to me or to give me any attention or pretend you're listening. You don't even have to pretend you're listening to me. Though, as I do like to talk about, it can be pretty fun to say, uh-huh, Scoots, uh-huh. Like, even if you're interrupting me or gently talking over, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh-huh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, boy. Okay, Scoots, uh-huh, totally could see how you'd feel that way. Uh-huh, like, sometimes I fall asleep like that. Mm-hmm, oh, yeah. Uh, well, no, okay, not that part. Uh, uh-huh, oh, yep, yep, uh so see how it goes. Don't really pay me any attention. No pressure to fall asleep. The reason the shows are about an hour is to give you plenty of time to drift off. You could drift off at your leisure. And then if you can't sleep, uh, you, you know I'm going to be here. You know, there's some listeners, and maybe you, maybe that's you, like that are listening to the podcast because they can't sleep or they're up at night or they're trying to get to bed during the day because they work second or third shift or they're on call. And I'm here for you, whether I could put you to sleep or just keep you company. That's really important to me, too. In fact, I would say that's the higher mission of the podcast. And to make a joke, then there's people that are in a higher mission of listening to podcasts right now. I'm here for you, too, to make you giggle. So uh, those are a couple of things. And uh, I thought of something else I was going to say in there, and then I forgot it. Uh, but what else? Uh, so, oh, structure the show. That's the next thing that can throw new people off. So let me explain that to you. So show starts out with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. Uh, then I try to say something funny, but that is also shows that the, that I have a con- confused sense of humor. I confuse what's humorous and what's ridiculous. And uh, so I was talking about uh, cinnamon spice. then. There's business. That's how we bring the podcast out twice a week. Not super important for like new people, but and that's a few minutes. Then there's an intro. Now the intro is the big bulk, the first third of the show. So the intro is around twelve to twenty minutes of the podcast, and it's just me doing this, what we've been doing for the past ten minutes or so, which is kind of explaining what the podcast is, going off topic, being a little bit silly. So it introduces a show to a new listener like you, but then a regular listener like you, 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 and if you become a regular listener or you already are one, even if you want to test out something new, the, the idea of the intro is it's part of your bedtime wind down routine. 
And that uh, you, you, you get ready for bed and you're listening or you're in bed getting comfortable and you're listening or you're doing some other wind down activity. Maybe you're sipping at a bedtime tea. Maybe you're looking at the sky. I don't know. Maybe you're quiet sitting. Maybe you're journal. I don't know if journaling would be the best, but maybe you're drawing or doodling or knitting or hooking. Maybe, maybe you're painting. I mean, that would, uh, that's great. Uh, so whatever it is, it, like, uh, the, like the, the intro is kind of meant to be to wind down with you. If you're a regular listener, if you're a new listener, it kind of just gives you a lay of the land, which is, uh, like kind of meandering and, and you say, wait a second, are those undulating hills? Uh, uh, the, uh, and I say, maybe they could be, I, I like the, I like the way you think about hills. I love undulating hills. So, uh, that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the episode. Uh, then there's an episode tonight. We'll be talking about Dr. Who of all things, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary trees and multiforms. Uh, but I can uh, guarantee by the end of the episode, you might be saying, Doctor, was that episode about Dr. Who or whom? Because I don't really remember that one. Or you may say, I don't watch Dr. Who. Or I watched it like back in the, the like 20 years ago. And I don't, and I said, don't worry, this is going to be sleepy and you don't need to know the show at all. You'll get a pretty good idea as I tell it to you in a nice, uh, calming, meandering fashion. Uh, then there'll be some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show and the kind of rules of what to expect. Um, the other things is, or the other things are that, uh, the reason I make the show is for you. Uh, because you deserve some rest uh, if you're on call or you're working second or third shift or you're, you know, you got stuff on your mind or feelings or uh, physical sensations, you deserve some respite for that, from that and a place where you could at least get some relaxation, if not some sleep. If I can't give you a little break, uh, you know, maybe I could take your mind off stuff as you drift off. So you do deserve a good night's sleep. So that's one thing I want you to know. Uh, the other thing I want you to know is uh, that I've been there. I know how it feels, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. I have all of those uh, in varying degrees. And so, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help it because I know how it feels and, and I want to make bedtime less of a chore, less of something you dread and more something you could look forward to. So that's everything. I mean, the other thing is like, and this could be surprising to a lot of people, but a lot of work and, and, and thought goes into the, these shows uh, because it's a really important to me. But a lot of the work is like nonsensical because I was thinking of like the cinnamon spice at the beginning and then the Spice Girls. And then I was thinking, well, at some point they became the Spice Women. And they, they said, well, are they getting pitched all the time uh, to do a re like a reboot of the Spice Girls at all? Or, I mean, I know they've, I think they did a reunion tour or a reunion special. So I was thinking that, and I said, oh, it's probably coming. But then I said, well, what about, remember the Care Bears, right? Uh, and you say, what do the Care Bears and the Spice Girls have to do with one? And I'd say, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a pretty easy connection to make. So the Care Bears were back in the 90s and the 80s, maybe. And they were different teddy bear-type characters. Um, I don't know if they were from the land of Honolulu or something, but uh, they all had different powers based on what was on their belly. 
like someone would say, Rainbow Unicorn, I'm Rainbow Unicorn. What were they, the Care Bears? They cared about different things. I think one of them cared about a pot of gold over the rainbow. Another one about, you know, hugs, sleep. They all different had different things, very much like these other themed uh, characters and beings. And then I said to myself, uh, okay, I guess that'll be a series we'll do one day, not in the near future, but maybe in the long future if I remember. And we couldn't use the Spice Girls because obviously that's a brand and Care Bears are a brand. But I was thinking cinnamon spice, like you say, okay, well, you should go over and see Rosemary after that because you you know what I mean? Like how come there hasn't been any, or when did herbal-based and spice-based characters, how come they haven't got their day? You say, well, what would you rather do, have rainbow? I said, well, rainbow peppercorn. Go, go, you're down, go see rainbow peppercorn. She'll pep you right up. Also, just so you know, that I've shared this information, so it is... Uh, so this is my idea. So don't do like, uh, like, uh, the, the spite. I don't know. I'll think of it, but so that's uh, something to look forward to one day. And that's just how my brain works. And then I slowly tease those thoughts out over a year or two and eventually make it into a bedtime story. You don't need to listen to. I do the work that you don't need to listen to. It's It's a great deal. Uh, you, you, and it really is my honor. Like making the show is my dream come true. I get to work really hard. It's something that's helpful to you. And then I feel like it's important uh, that the work that goes into it really builds what you don't have to pay attention to in some paradoxical way. But in the end, it's really about you getting a good night's sleep, you deserving a good night's sleep, and me knowing what it feels like on the other side of that. Uh, and also being reassured that when you're rested, your world's a better place and our world's a better place. So I think that's it. I'm really glad you're here. I appreciate you checking the show out, giving me your time. Like I said, I work hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways we're able to do it for you twice a week. All right, everybody. We're talking about uh, season three, episode three, or series three, episode three of uh, Doctor Who uh, Gridlock. And it opens with uh, a news report. It's a little bit. Uh, um, I don't know. It's it's in blue and white. It's Sally Calypso. We'll cover her dialogue. She has over her left shoulder a, a Statue of Liberty. She's on a screen. The camera pulls out, and we see a couple uh, kind of dressed in some old school, uh, like 1800 style clothes, including what is that thing called uh, that you wear, uh, like a cameo. And, but they have a CB, they're in some sort of ship, and uh, it's a turbulence, they say. And they say, why is it so bumpy here? We're just supposed to be going to the HOV lane. Uh, let me see what other notes. Uh, family of two, uh, 1015, car 1015, I think, or car, then I thought of car 54. Oh, and they were in the HOV lane without permission because they only had two passengers and need three. So they say, well, not only is there turbulence, we're going to get a ticket for this, honey. And, uh, yeah, we see, we'll go through Cal- Sally Calypso, Statue of Liberty, Watermark, uh, uh, signs off, uh, open. So let's see, Sally Calypso says, hey, salutations, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, friends, beyond the binary trees and multiforms. This is Sally Calypso, 1015 uh, traffic. 
And we got, uh, you know, traffic at Junction 509, New Fifth Avenue. Go around there. Take care now. I'll see you later. And then the two characters go back and forth. They even call and they say, hey, like, can you not give us a ticket? Uh, we have a, a passenger just come check. Uh, car 10H5. Let's see what I, where's my thing? One zero five one five. Uh, police don't give us a ticket. Uh, oh, then they get their while they're getting their ticket. Sally comes out with the weather: thirty six degrees, blue skies all the way home. Sally Calypso signing off. Missing you already. Uh, then we get an open, and against a shorter open. Uh, then I think it was like a 30 seconds rough with Russell T. Davies. And then the doctor and Martha are going back and forth. Uh, we get a wide shot of the TARDIS working. Martha's on a bench. It looks like you could sit three people, but primarily in the middle. Uh, doctor's there. And they're going back and forth. High up. She's swinging her legs. It's a high bench. Uh, the doctor's kind of distant. I mean, physically and emotionally. And, uh, he's work, but he's also working the TARDIS uh, as they're talking, a lot of subtext and, uh, really good. This is a great dialogue. And then they make their arrival. So the doctor says, yeah, we're just supposed to do one trip and then go home, but we could stretch one trip out, uh, one past one in the future. What about that? Uh, Martha says, cool, coolio. And the doctor says, you want to go into the past to meet coolio? And he goes, what about a different place? Uh, and she goes, like a planet? What about your planet, your home planet? He goes, eh, plenty of other places. And then it's just a beautiful performance. She says, you know, the planet of the Time Lords, it's got to be cool. He goes, well, it's beautiful. She goes, space, outer space city spiders. He goes, yeah, temples and cathedrals. Yeah, planets in the sky. And then the doctor gets all dreamy. He says, burnt orange sky. Citadel enclosed in mighty glass dome, uh, twin suns, mountains, red grass, uh, snow. And Martha, of course, says, let's go there. She goes, no. Or the doctor says, no, I, like, I, I don't want to go home. That would be boring. Uh, so it's interesting that we have information, or if you're regular, like either you, you're getting exposition which is cool, or you're re So I just love the layers of creation. like. Uh, we know some, some of us know something Martha doesn't. Some of the viewers are learning this stuff for the first time and won't learn it till later, uh, along with Martha. So it's also kind of a lesson in how do you do something kind of episodically modular with some seriality that's, uh, like for, for the regular viewer. Uh, but she says, she says, nah, nah, let's go. He goes, a year 5,053, planet New Earth, uh, second hope of, uh, humans, uh, Pretty sweet place, uh, 5,000 light years from your old world, and we're in the middle of New New York, uh, though technically it's the 15th New New York, so it's New New, New New, New New, New New, New New, New New, New New York, I think. A dazzling city, probably the city that him, I think him and, I don't know if it was episode one, uh, or maybe, I guess it wasn't, it was, uh, but him and Rose went there. I guess it was in the middle of last season, or maybe not. It was when they were first together. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know if that's. And then Martha does bring that up. Uh, 
Then they get to New New York. Uh, it's raining as they open the TARDIS doors. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's raining. Into rain. It's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, she goes, yeah, it's dazzling, this rain. And the actor goes, rain's great. Let's uh, go somewhere. Then we go to uh, see uh, the face of Bo uh, with, uh, the, like, a cat nun who's also an action figure. She goes, I'm, gonna, I'm going into action figure mode. And the face of Bo goes, find him. Uh, we, we like, uh, all of New Earth needs his help. Uh, and she gets up and she goes off. Uh, then we see they're in the doctor and Martha leave an alley. There's a lot of green with crescent moons. Um, and she says, where are we? When are we? He goes, well, let me check one of these TV ATMs that's off. So he does that. Uh, and it's Sally Calypso talking about the new New Jersey expressway, 15 lanes, uh, but there's also a view of New New York, the good-looking part of it. And he says, oh, okay. He goes, uh, that looks pretty good. Uh, he goes, we're mostly on the lower levels, uh, some on Undercity. And Martha goes, are you kidding me? You took me to Undercity? Dad goes, don't worry. We'll get up there. It's glitz and glamour up there, the real city. He, or this is a real city. And Martha kind of appreciates him because she says, well, geez, you'd enjoy anything. What about, you know, what about me, though? Uh, uh, what about me? You know, th- this is a, maybe not you, you enjoy everything. And he goes, that's me. He goes, uh, the rain, he goes, it keeps getting better and better. And she goes, did you say you were here last time with Rose? And the doctor goes, uh, you, kind of, yeah. And she goes, are you taking me to the same planet you took her? And he goes, uh, you, uh, what's wrong with that? She goes, uh, dude, like, uh. What do you do to like, what do you think it rebound or what? Uh, then we get this like Terry Gilliam esque scene, in my opinion, of all these stalls opening up and just the way the camera's like slightly off tilt. It's a shot for below and uh, even the performances, uh, they're kind of like a little bit uh, fun and over the top. There are uh, three stalls, uh, I think, total. And they're all, they're like, holy cow, customers, customers. They're, they're competing, but they're also competing to have any customers. And they say, oh, boy, so good to see you. We got happy here. Uh, Mellow, Reed, what are you looking for? You know, grumpy grumps. Uh, Mellow kind of makes you, you know, chill. You want to chill? Uh, and it's the first one. Says, come on, happy. It's going to be great. Uh, come on. It's just a great little scene. Uh, and they say, come on, shop with me. Martha's like, what are they, are they selling, uh, what are they selling? Uh, is this like a big little pharma? And the doctor goes, well, it's moods. And she goes, well, is that the same thing? Uh, and then, uh, another person comes into the area. She's kind of dressed as like a match girl in some sense. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she says, Hey, you like, uh, I need to forget some stuff. Uh, you know, I got a lot on my mind. They're competing for her, but the one woman, she's, oh, sweetheart, hey, let me get you. And she goes, yeah, I need to forget some stuff. She goes, okay, I got this. Uh, she goes, so what's up? And she goes, traffic jam. My parents are in a traffic jam. And on the motorway, it's taking forever. 
And she goes, okay, forget 43. That's uh, that's what you want. Two credits. Uh, the doctor goes, what do you mean your parents are in traffic? And she goes, well, they got into traffic. And the doctor says, well, what, how long do you give me in traffic for? She goes, uh, everyone goes to the motorway in the end. And I didn't necessarily like the doctor's move here because she'd already paid to forget. And then the doctor kind of harshes her mellow because he says, well, they just wait for them. They'll be back or send them a text or something. And, and uh, she goes, no, I don't want to forget it. Uh, and then she's like, I forgot what you were talking about. And then he harshes her. He says, well, your parents, they're stuck in traffic. And she goes, oh, really? Okay, I got to go. And I said, can you give her at least two credits back, doctor? Because she just spent two credits. Uh, and Martha goes, uh, okay, moods and traffic. Uh, oh, humanity. And let's see what happens to the doctor. Oh, then these uh, these people are playing this tag game, like Nerf tag, but like with strangers. So they go to Martha. They go, hey, you're it now. Uh, and uh, it's, the rules are you got to come with us. And then the doctor has to try to catch us because uh, you're it. Doctor's not like not it. Or maybe you probably would define it as a, you're, we're not it and the doctor's it. But let's go. And Martha goes, I'm sorry. And they go, it's planetary rules. Uh, let's move it. Uh, and she's like, uh, what? Uh, and so they run and they get in a van. Uh, and Martha goes, what do, you, what do you mean? And she goes, they go, oh, there's another layer of this. You take a nap uh, while we run. Now, the doctor's trying to catch them because he's it. Uh, they start their van, which doesn't really seem fair to use a motor vehicle in tag, but I guess this, you know, this is new, New York 15. So the doctor doesn't get there till after the van pulls out. He says, Martha. And there's an, there's an ad in here somewhere. I'm not sure it is. It doesn't really matter. Cause uh, then we get in the ship and there's a couple in the ship, uh, and holy cow, like, uh, this couple's going to have pretty beautiful children because, uh, but I haven't looked up these two performers, but I presume they're working because they're, they're both like I said, wow, they, and, and they're really good in this episode. So there's a couple, uh, can't, let's see if I, I don't know if I wrote down their names or not. Uh, they're in ship four, six, five, diamond six. Uh, and so they, uh, so they say, okay, doctor might try to catch us. But meanwhile, also we had, a. uh, Another kind of thing, which is, uh, oh, she's sleeping, actually. So Martha's sleeping, and they say they say this to each other. They say, great, now we can go in the HOV lane. So that's why they call in uh, whatever the car, 565 Diamond 6, uh, and they go, yeah, we're getting in the HOV lane now with her while we're playing tag, fun and saving time. But they are carrying people. They're just uh, like, uh, you know, they want to play. I don't know. They're... So then the doctors are back with the vendors. He says, where, what happened? Uh, uh, he goes back and they say, what do you want? Do you want to buy some happy or something or mellow? And he goes, well, where did they go? And they go, oh, they probably went to the motorway. Uh, it's a motorway tag. And probably, to be honest, they wanted the HOV lane. And the doctors, so what do I do? They go, well, you're not going to find her. So, uh. They go, it used to be nice around here. Now it's just oh, everyone goes to the motorway in the end. And the doctor goes, well, how do I get there? They go, well, you could go down the alley at the end. There's an entrance. But uh, don't you want any happy or something? 
And the doctor, this was a weird one too. The doctor goes, close all, close all this up because when I get back, I'm closing this part of town down. And I said, holy cow, you're like one of those, uh, like, uh, whatever, back in the day. They say, no, you know, a prohibitionist. Uh, so let's see. Doctor asks the vendors, Crescent Moon, I'll be back. Is it close the street down? Martha wakes up. She, she plays like she's asleep, though. And the couple's talking, and they kind of say, okay, this is going to be great. Uh, we're going to get to the place where the skies are blue, houses are wood, and there's jobs. But then Martha says, like, uh, she has one of the Nerf, uh, Nerf players, so she says, uh, surprise, I'm going to make one of you it. Uh, and they say, well, we're driving, though, so you can't really make one of us it. Uh, so there's nothing you can do. And she goes, really? Yeah, they go, she goes, there, there, you have to have the other person that's it here to change it. And he's not here again, just the rules. And they go, what's your name anyway? She goes, Martha, Martha Jones, uh, Chen and Milo. Uh, and uh, they say, sorry about this. We just thought it would be fun. And I'll be honest with you, we wanted to be in the HOV lane. And Chen says, uh, I got a, I got a honesty patch. Uh, and then Martha looks out the window. She goes, this is a motorway. What is it? Fog? And they go, no exhaust. Uh, where are we going? Brooklyn. It's way nicer out there. Also, she's going to have a baby. Uh, and then she goes, Martha goes, okay, so what? Like I, I was hanging out with my friend and now I'm stuck with you two. And Martha goes, you shouldn't be taking a patch anyway with a baby about honesty or anything else. Uh, and then the, 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 the guy, Milo, says, uh, don't worry, we'll get you there. We'll be in Brooklyn. It'll take a little while, but he goes, then we'll go in the fast lane, you know, or something. Then we'll have to do regular roads. Uh, it's only 10 miles. And Martha goes, well, how long is that going to be? And they go, about six years. She's like, yeah, what? And they go, yeah, we'll get to Brooklyn and he can start school, our baby. And she goes, 10 miles in six years. Uh, then the doctor steps out of, uh, uh, let's see, six years. Then, sorry, 10 miles, six years. Uh, doctor opens this all-access door, closes behind him. It's full of exhaust and traffic. Most of the vehicles are like these space vans. Uh, and while he's out there, this uh, kind of person in like a pilot suit opens their van door and they, he says, hey, what are you doing? This exhaust, man. Get in here. And they bring the doctor in and it's a cat man and a human woman. And they say, hey, come on, like uh, get us some fresh air, man, from our car, fresh recycled air at least. And he goes, I heard about this. He goes, well, what are you doing out there anyway? Uh, because you like, what are you doing? And then they, then the the woman says, "Hey, the traffic's moving." So he says, "Okay." So he moves his like puts a car in a drive or turns and starts it. They move. Uh, he goes twenty yards. We're good, do, doing good. And then he goes to the doctor. You're looking good for a hitchhiker, well dressed. And he goes, "Yes, yeah, sorry, I'm the doctor." And he goes, "Oh boy, doctor, hey, I'm Thomas Kincaid Brand again, and this is the he has a lot of funny bane of my life, Valerie." Uh, yeah, so he's dressed as like an old school pilot, uh, 
And two months, what does that mean? So let's see, they go, he goes, oh, they, he goes, me and my kid, kid, kitty, litter of kitties, uh, our family. And the doctor goes, oh, so cute. He even picks up a kitty, has a pink bow, kind. Uh, they go, how much, how old is he? Two months, uh, how much older are the babies? There's five kittens, I think. And he goes, two months. He goes, yeah, they've been out. We've been on the road since they were, before they were born. He goes, in a van. He goes, yeah, we couldn't stop. You know, uh, we heard there's jobs and laundries on Fire Island, so we're headed out there. And the doctor goes, dude, you've been driving for two months? And Brannigan goes, what are you kidding me? 12 years. And the doctor goes, 12 years? Uh, then there's some jokes. Uh, they say, well, 12 years, where, how, where'd you start driving? He goes, five miles back, Battery Park. Uh, and then they go back and forth, 12 years, five miles, the whole thing. They go, what do you mean? And the doctor says, I got to get out of the car. One of my friends is in a car. Uh, I got to get back to my TARDIS. They go, sorry that we passed the, like, get off spot, uh, Sunny Jim. And they go, the doctor goes, well, where's the next place I get out? They say, they say okay, six months from now. I know what that sunny gym is, though. Um, uh, then we go back to Martha. And they say, hey, why don't you eat something? Uh, are you hungry? She says, yeah. And they, she goes, uh, how long to the fast lane? Where is it? He, they go, well, we got to just go down the, below the traffic jam. Uh, you know, not many people can get three passengers, so, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, but down there, traffic really moves, uh, and Martha goes, you live in this van, and they go, oh, yeah, we got a self-replicating fuel, you know, everything, we got everything figured out. Uh, and then there's a gap in traffic, the doctor says, five diamond six or whatever, fast lane, thank you, they say, okay, five diamond six, keep going. Uh, the doctor's in the other car. He goes, I got a, he goes, what could you get a cell phone in here or something? They go, yeah, uh, there's robo. He goes, what about the traffic, uh, you know, helpers? Uh, and they put the doctor on hold. It's only a CB to call. Though there might be like a, a FaceTime thing too. And the doctor goes, she says, I know the Duke of Manhattan. Any way for me to get a hold of him? Brannigan goes, wow, Mr. Fancy Pants. Uh, Doctor said, get, get a hold of my friend. Uh, and they go, you can't make outside calls. The motorway's enclosed. Uh, and the doctor goes, problem solving. He said, what about other cars? They say, okay, yeah, we got friends. Anybody on your friends list you could call. And uh, so died, they call up uh, these uh, two women who are uh, knit. One is knitting and one is driving. Uh, Brannigan calls them. He, the uh, he says, oh, yeah, let's say, uh, he goes, let's see who we got here. Right? Oh, the Cassini sisters. Uh, they're really the Cassini family, but Brannigan thinks it's funny. And he gives them a hard time. And they say, you know, they give it, they're friends because they say, but you're a pest, Brannigan. And uh, they say, by the way, we're, we're partners, not sisters. Get it straight. Don't get it twisted. And the Brannigan knows, like, he's friends with them. He's not doing it on purpose. He's saying, oh, stop that modern talk. I'm an old-fashioned cat. But he's only uh, rolling with it. Uh, and he goes, you get a hitchhiker named the doctor who's looking for Martha Jones. Doctor hops on. And uh, they see, they, they, he goes, uh, she was in a vehicle, but I don't know which one. 
And one of the Brannigan sisters keeps a log of cars. She goes, okay, where'd you get on? Uh, and uh, the doctor goes, where'd we get on? And they say, uh, big pharma town. And they say, big pharma town, 20 minutes ago. And she goes, okay. And then one of the Bra- Cassini sisters says, uh, oh, well, I'm married to a car spotter. So it's obviously the other Cassini sister, Cassini families. Uh, she just keeps a, a log like a bird watcher, a birder. So, okay, they say, okay, what about anything else? Uh, and they go, well, there's three on board. Uh, and she goes, okay, uh, only one car that was headed for the fast lane, uh, four, five, six, four, six, five, diamond six. Uh, and the doctor goes, okay, how do we find them? They go, well, we can't help you do that. Uh, and the doctor says, okay, can we call them? Or let's go to the fast lane. And Brandon goes, uh, it's a different class. We can't get there. And they go, why don't you try to call the traffic? Uh, uh, and, you know, and the doctor goes, I already tried to put me on hold. Uh, and uh, Alice, I believe, says, yeah, there's no one else. You got to keep trying. And uh, the doctor says, well, that's frustrating. Uh uh, then there's an ad, and we're back in the van with just the, the three people, uh, and they start going down. Uh, Milo says, 10 layers to go down, uh, like uh, temperature's going up, and then they hear all this rumbling. Uh, Martha goes, what the heck's that noise? They go, oh, it's the vents, and uh, Chen says, uh, uh, what, what, are you sure it's not, uh, there's different stories, you know, little kids tell one another and Milo goes, no, 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 it's just the air vents with exhaust. And at first she says, no, but the stories make it cool. Like, uh, that there's something down there. Uh, all of the, uh, hermit crabs in the world possibly are down there and they've grown, uh, and you go, no, it's just air vents, uh. And then Martha goes, if there's air vents, how come it's so smoggy? Uh, uh, like, do they look like they're working? And they go, well, and they go, well, don't worry about it, because the other stuff is just kid stuff. Uh, then we go back to the doctor. He says, take me to the fast lane. Brandon goes, no way. I got kitties, and uh, we're not going. And he goes, well, my, what about my friend? And he goes, yeah, no, I got kitties. Uh, I got a litter of kittens. Uh, the doctor says, well, why wouldn't you want it? And he goes, uh, we're not discussing it. Valerie says that. And we keep on driving till the journey's end. I really like that line, till the journey's end, uh, which I think is 23 years. Uh, let me see. 23 years I wrote uh, uh, till, till the journey's years, years. Oh, the doctor calls uh, the Cassinis, and they say, we've been on the road for 23 years. And they say, the doctor says, you've seen an authority figure that whole time? They say, no. Uh, anybody check your notes. They go, no, not in the notes. Any, any authority vehicle at all, even like to change a spare tire. No. And doctor goes, are you sure? And she says, I can't keep a note of every single thing, even though I almost do. So we kind of see the layer of cognitive dissonance that we're all familiar with, uh, very familiar with, uh, and the doctor goes to Brandigan and Valerie. What if there's no, what if there are no authority figures? Uh, Brandigan goes, "Don't interrupt our cognitive dissonance. You know, we're just coping with this situation, and so were the Cassinis." 
And the doctor goes, well, it doesn't make sense. You know, keep doing the same thing you're doing. You're sucking traffic. Uh, and the doctor goes, you have to, tr- we're still trusting in the authority figures. And the doctor says, but what, he goes, what do you, this is like a whole thing. Uh, and they say, don't judge us for our, what you see as cognitive dissonance is our current belief system. And the doctor goes, but you're just sucking traffic. And then Sally Calypso comes on. And this is another beautiful moment. She says, it's at that time again, the sun, and this again is Gilliam-esque. Uh, sun's high over the New Atlantic. Uh, it's the time for daily contemplation. And Brannigan says, this is our belief system. It's beautiful, doctor. We have one another. And Sally says, this is for all you on the roads. We're sorry, drive, you know, with one another. And then every car, and they cut between everybody, and they're teared up, and the doctor and Martha are watching. Eventually, Martha starts singing along. And they're singing kind of a hymn. Uh, on, on a hill far away stood an old rugged claw, cross, a symbol. And I love that symbol. Uh, we're the dearest and the best. Uh, so I'll cherish that old rugged cross uh, till I lay down. I'll cling to it and exchange it someday for a crown. So everybody's singing and they're teared up and they're really having this moment. The doctor's kind of just observing it uh, in a non-judgmental way. And Martha tears up. Uh, and then they get fast lane access to Martha's car. Milo goes, holy cow, we're headed to the fast lane. Uh, then the doctor is in Brandigan's car. He says, you know what? Like, I cannot wait. Uh, so I'm hopping out. Uh, and they go, what are you doing? He goes, finding my own way. I usually do. And he leaves his coat behind him. And does a f- he goes, by the way, Janice Joplin gave me this coat. Uh, and he gets ready to go. Uh and Brannigan says, man, Martha must leave an aw- mean an awful lot to you if you're going to jump down to another car. And Dr. says, I hardly know her. I was just too busy showing off, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't totally clear with her. And Valerie says, I can't believe this dude. Uh, and Brannigan says, he's, yeah, he's a bit magnificent, isn't he? Uh, then we have an unbelievable sequence that was just so amazing. It kept getting better and better, uh, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Green light, uh, my own way. Uh, hardly know her. So doctor goes, the first man he lands in is like, has bubble wrap and white and silver. All the style, the dress of the being, he has like kind of silverish white face paint and all white. Uh, everything in his, uh, ship seems to be white uh, or bubble wrap. And I'm just going to slowly roll through this here. Uh, so the doctor gets ready. He's jumping down to this one right now. Right now, he's going back and forth uh, saying, hey, I'm too busy to show off. It was just a little bit ahead of the episode because of the commercials. Also, we can see the Brannigan's uh, laundry drying. And so the doctor goes down one level to a, a ship. Uh, and like, uh, oh, also, the uh, they have like one of those fake tube aquariums. Uh, I don't know if the kitten's like that. Now he's on the bubble wrap. Uh, 
pale person thing. He's got bubble wrap on his steering wheel, a bunch of lab uh, white suits, all white ties, everything. Uh, then the doctor gets ready to go down to the next level. Goes in the next uh, car. It speeds up a little bit. I guess it doesn't matter because it's a sleep podcast. Um, I do have my favorite, but I don't. Even, I'm not even sure why. Uh, the next ship is like a, a kind of two pop culture. He borrows a thing uh, that has some big, like a lot of bright colors. He borrows a thing. Then, in, then in a UDIST car. Which would make sense. I mean, you're in your car, but they have even ferns and stuff. Uh, then the doctor goes in an all-red car. This is not my favorite, but it's pretty close. Everything's red, fuzzy. It looks like there's a video game on the console. And it's a little bit different than the all-white car, but uh, red. there's a bird cage. The doctor salutes that guy. Uh, then he drops down. Again, oh no, then there's a commercial, so yeah, it doesn't drop down quite yet again. I could look at my notes here, though. Just going forward as well. Usually I watch these on streaming, but uh, these ones are recorded. Uh, Bubble wrap, red car, there's an ad, then uh, exit one, two, three. Uh, Oh, so we get back... uh, to the uh, uh, car with Martha, and, and they they try exit one, Brooklyn, turn off one, closed, exit two, turn off two, closed. They say, what do you do? Milo says, we'll just go around and come back. Uh, and then there's still more noise. Martha goes, you still think that's air vents? And Milo goes, it could be hydraulics. Uh, Martha goes, I hear something else. Uh, and Milo goes, don't worry about it. It's all exhaust. Uh, then someone says, uh, hey, four, five, diamond, six, four, five, diamond, six. Uh, and the doctor, Milo says, go ahead. Uh, this is four, five, diamond, six. They go to another car that has someone like uh, kind of, is it not Eddie Munster? It's someone else. Uh, but like I said, it's not Eddie Munster, but it's somebody else. But kind of like Eddie Munster in a leather jacket. Uh, maybe what Eddie Munster was for Halloween. And then two uh, women who are kind of uh, all in white. And they also have kind of face paint on them. And they say, we're like right behind you. You better go back up. Uh, there seems to be something else in this fast lane. Uh, can you go back up? Uh, and Milo says, we've been told the bureauc- we believe in the bureaucracy. We're going down. Uh, and they, he goes, they go, where are you going? And he goes, Brooklyn flyover. They go, it's closed. Go back up. He goes, no, we'll just go around. Uh, and then the Eddie Munster type character says, don't you understand? It's all closed all the time. And S-T-U-C-K. Uh, and they say, Miles says, well, it's just air vents. Don't worry about it. And, uh, Eddie Munster says, Jehovah, where are you? Uh, and then, uh, they say, like, then they say, okay, our our car's stuck. We're out of gas. The Eddie Munster car. And then, okay, the doctor got ahead of me somehow as I was describing that scene. Uh, and Martha goes, dude, you got to drive up. uh, or hit the gas or something, and they go, there's definitely something going on. Then we get to this guy's car, and I don't know who this actor is, but he must be 
You know, there's just something delightful. He's in a bowler hat and a proper suit. Uh, he was kind of chilling on his steering wheel. And he's just so surprised when the doctor drops in. Of course, he says, what in the what? And the doctor goes, how you doing? Uh, foot patrol here. Uh, and he goes, you got any water? The guy goes, of course. Uh, I can't say I've lost my manners. And he gives the doctor water from a bubbler. And the doctor goes, is this the last layer? The guy's like both nonplussed and plussed uh, or whatever. It, 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 he goes, yeah, we're at the bottom, but you can't go down. It's a fast lane. Uh, and doctors can't go anyway. He goes, no, no, it's automatic. We can't. Uh, automated system will lock up the wheel. And the doctor opens the bottom door. And the doctor goes, well, I'm going to go down. He goes, yeah, it's too far down. He goes, well, let me take a look. Uh, and he says, what's that noise down there? And the guy says, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, a cognitive dissonance. Uh, and uh, he goes, there's a lights down there or something. He goes, I got to turn on a ventilation. So he goes to the TV and he starts to work on that. And uh, there's some about rule 3644, missed lights. So, yeah. Um, uh, then he goes, uh, ventil- I got to turn on the ventilation br- br- breeze and, and see what's up. Uh, yeah, so then the ventilation starts to go. Then the nun cat drops into the Brannigan's ship. Uh, and Brannigan's goes, who the heck is that? She, she, she goes, uh, where's the doctor? I'm a nun cat looking for the doctor. Uh, then the doctor and the bowler cap guy that I love, uh, they see, what do you do? What's, what's down there? And then it's hermit crabs. Uh, and he goes, what are those? And the doctor goes, well, they're uh, magra. Is that what I, I wrote it out? Magra. Uh, uh, he goes, yeah, like a hermit crab uh, that grew up a really big that wants to hold on to uh, to vans. Uh, so then we see that Martha's ship, they're trying to go fast. The crabs, the hermit, they're right by the hermit crabs. So they're trying to catch their ship. And they say, oh, wait, they see this as a tag too. Martha says this, you got to turn the ship off. Uh, because they're not as sentient. They're playing tag, but they don't realize it. And she says, shut everything down. Do it. Uh, and at first, Milo's like, no, 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 it won't work. Martha goes, trust me. Uh, then they won't be able to see us. There's fog all around us. It'll be quiet. Uh, so they stop. And the, the crabs start stop trying to catch them. And they go, how'd you think of that? She goes, a submarine movie. But I don't know what they did next in the movie. I can't remember that part. Uh, and Milo says, well, we got to figure it out fast. we got about eight minutes. Uh, then the doctor and the bowler cap guy are talking about the Magra. Uh, they actually, like, uh, can hang out with gas. Uh, they, used, they were from another city. They used to be, like, empire builders. And the dude goes, empire builders? And the doctor goes, well, that was billions of years ago. Maybe they devolved. Uh, and uh, the, he goes, uh, then there's like the like the ship starts rocking. Uh, and then Novice Haim, the cat nun jumps in, but it's Novice Haim. And the guy goes, I can't believe you're like just jumping on my ship. Uh, she goes, well, it's just an action figure mode in case of trouble. Doctor, you got to come with me. He goes, who are you? And she goes, I can't believe you uh, look the same. I know I don't. Time has been less kind. 
And the doctor goes, holy cow, it's not the same. So then they, he goes, the last time you weren't up to any good. And she goes, yeah, but I sought forgiveness under his guidance. Uh, come with me, will redeem me. And the doctor goes, I can't go anywhere. You got Magra and my friends down there. And Haim goes, no, you got to come with me now. And the doctor goes, no, you come with me. And he goes, by the way, you got three passengers. But she uses some sort of transporter to uh, transport out uh, uh, to another thing. But at first it was happy, like a happy thing. They teleport out. Uh, the, let's see. Then uh, they land in a room. Doc goes, oh, rough teleport. Uh, and he goes, teleport me back down. She goes, I don't have any more teleportation units left. Uh, and the doctor goes, get some more. Where are we? She goes, over city. And the doctor goes, no, good, because I'm going to call you in front of the Senate. Uh, he goes, all these people are in the motorway, stuck. And Navasim goes, well, it's a different, you're, you're in a different time. Uh, goddess, Senatory, uh, like, uh, everybody moved away, except for the people in traffic. Uh, and the doctor goes, how long has it been like this? 24 years, she says. He goes, everyone moved? And she goes, everyone but in traffic. Uh, they thought they'd follow their bliss, but it was really just a patch. Uh, but it got them off the planet. They all followed their bliss. And uh, so, yeah, it was just people on the motorway. And so the doctor goes, everything's running on automatic down there? And she goes, yeah, there's not enough power to open things back up. Uh, and the doctor goes, who's we? And she goes, she brings him the face of Bo. She goes, the face of Bo has been waiting uh, all these years, doctor. doctor is so happy. In the face of Bo, it's like, it says, doctor, like even in a better way than that. And I knew you would come. And Haim goes, yeah, I've been working for the do the face of Bo. Face of Bo's been keeping me from having to deal with uh, wanting to follow my bliss and realizing my bliss was in service. And he's been keeping the power going, at least to the everybody stuck in traffic. Uh, He's wired into the mainframe, keeping things running down there, but can't open the doors. And doctors, I mean, didn't call anybody. They just say, well, it was a, a bureaucracy before everybody followed their bliss. And then the face of Bo says, you got to go get it. You know, you got to fix everything, doctor. That's why you're here. Uh, the doctors, you've been sit, staying here, the two of you, for 23 years helping people. And the face of Bo says, uh, doctor who get to work uh then there's another ad uh and then we end up back in the quiet car uh with uh martha M milo and chen and uh they're quiet uh they're a little bit sweaty because they're sitting in there so long they're sweating it up uh, and they say, we're toast. We got two minutes. And Martha goes, don't worry, the doctor, the friend of mine, he'll think of something. And they go, no. Uh, they go, well, he seemed nice. And she goes, he's a bit more than nice. And then Chen says, hey, what about you and him? Martha goes, I don't know. I think he likes me. And then I think he just needs me and doesn't like me. And she goes, where are you from? Martha goes, long way away. I followed the doctor. I didn't even know where who he was, or, and I don't even know where I am, and I can't tell my parents. Uh, and uh, they go, who's this doctor? She goes, I don't even know. There's so much she doesn't talk to me about. Uh, and then she says, Jen says, uh, 
Well, that, that means like he's a strange. That's not very good. He's a stranger. And she goes, Martha says, he is, he, it is okay though, because you haven't seen what he can do. And she goes, honestly, trust me, you have your face and your hymns and I've got the doctor. And Miles says, okay. So he says, he turns the car back on and there's action music. Those three start kind of holding hands uh, and then they do try to get away from the hermit crabs that wake back up. Uh, doctor's working back up with, uh, Heyman, the face of Bo. He's got his glasses on now. He's in full action mode. He's sonic screwdriving and plugging and turning knobs and switches. He thinks he has it. Uh, and then he goes, no, 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 no. Some power goes down. Transformers are blocked. Can't get a signal. And the face of Bo goes, here you go. I'll give you some power. My last, uh battery backup uh and uh he kind of does it uh uh yeah he says and the doctor says uh okay yeah hold on now uh and he starts doing stuff and then he says uh he says you look after the face of Bo I'll be back uh he goes because you want to see this and he goes open road ha huh? Uh, or I could uh, like, you know, he says that sometimes at the end, uh, up, uh, uh, let's see. Then, uh, Brannigan is like, what in Jehovah is going on? Uh, and they start seeing stuff. And then we start going, we go to the Cassini's car, we see them reaction. And we go back to the Brannigan's car and we see that the roof, uh, is opening up. He says that by all the cats in the kingdom. And the sunlight starts to, the sun has come in, uh, and, uh, Brannigan's laughing. Everybody starts laughing. They start going to, to other shots, uh, smiles, the kitty cats. Uh, then the doctor comes on the TV and he goes, yeah, sorry, no Sally Calypso. She was a recording, but I'm the doctor. And Brannigan goes, you're a magician. And he goes, everyone drive up. Uh, I got the roof open, throttle the engines and drive up uh, from the undercity. And do it now. We got to clear out the fast lane. Then doctor calls, uh, oi, uh, car four, five, diamond six, drive up. And Martha goes, it's the doctor. And Milo goes, we can't do it. And Martha goes, trust him. And the doctor goes, you have access. Uh, and they see the daylight. They go, that's the real sky. He really did it. Holy moly. And Brannigan says, doctor, you're all right in my book. You're not bad at all. Yippee-ki-yay. Oh, yeah, he goes, drive up. Uh, and everybody starts hugging and kissing one another. There's music. There's sun. There's more happiness. Well, then we see the doctor back in the other room. He's got an old school mic. Uh, he takes a view of the city, uh, and it's an old city from before. And he goes, the city's back with you people, Brandigan. Uh, also, I want my coat back. And he goes, yeah, sure. And then he goes, four, five, diamond, six, get over here. Uh, and Martha goes, on my way. Then the doctor goes to meet uh, Martha. 
And uh, he says, it's, it's been a while, Miss, Miss Martha Jones, uh, uh, since I saw you. Oh, that's before she gets back. Then the, the face of Bo says, you know what? I'm not going to use this uh, gas tank anymore. Then Martha runs in. She goes, doctor. And he goes, over here. Come say hello to the face of Bo. Uh, and this is a novice saying She's a cat. Face of Bo is the one that opened up that top uh, with his last power. And the face of Bo goes, yeah, I got to go. It's good to breathe the air once more. And Martha goes, who's the face of Bo? Which I didn't know if it was appropriate, but he goes, well, the face of Bo's lived for billions of years, and he's going to keep on going. Now the doctors want the cognitive dissonance, because the face of Bo says, yeah, no, it's time, doctor, you know that. Uh, and the fa- Haim says, he's supposed to tell a secret to a traveler, which he may have already done. Uh, doctor goes, we don't need to tell last final secrets. Uh, and the basic face of Bo goes, I've seen a lot. Uh, Last of my kind, just like you're the last of your kind. And the doctor goes, that's right, we got to keep going on. And Bo goes, no, come on. And he goes, remember this time, Lord, you are not alone. And that's a powerful, powerful, powerful moment. Uh, holy cow. You are not alone. You know, just remember that, just like the song, the rock and roll song. Uh, by David Bowie, you're not alone. And then we have one last piece of exposition. The city's all, the lower city's all closed down. Doctor did close out Pharmacy Town, closed for uh, until further notice. Uh, but the doctor and Martha are down there. But it's time to talk. Uh, but the doctor kind of tries to get out of talking, which we'll cover. And Martha sits down, crosses her arms. Uh, she says, I'm not going until you talk to me properly. And right as they start to talk, the hymns are coming down from the city. Uh, but yeah, as they say, your doctor says, all's, all's good that ends well. Uh, novice hymn can lead the city. Cat's in charge. We better get going. But Martha's thing is, look, what did the face of Bo mean? You're not alone. Doctor goes, I don't know. And she goes, you, you got me? And he goes, no, no, no. That's not what he meant. Uh, and then she goes, then what? And the doctor says, we got to go. And that's when she says, talk to me properly. Last year kind, what does that mean? And the doctor goes, it doesn't matter. And then Martha, really like a partner, she says, you don't, you need to talk to me. Then the people are saying about the eventide and the, like, uh, things changing. Another, just another hymn. Uh, when other helpers fail, with me abide. And the doctor goes, you know, I wasn't clear with you because I liked it. He goes, I thought I could pretend uh, just for a little while that I wasn't the last time, Lord, that they were there underneath a burnt orange sky. Uh, he goes, I'm not just a time, Lord. I'm the last of the time, Lord. Uh, the face of Bo is wrong. There's no one else. And Martha goes, what happens? He goes, a time war, a uh, great time war, but not great for anybody. Daleks, uh, us, uh, no, n- wasn't good for anybody. W-A-R, what's it good for? Absolutely nothing. And uh, he goes, it was beautiful. Uh, second sun, mountains, uh, leaves and the trees were silver. And when they caught the light every morning, it was like... Uh, shimmering 
forest in autumn, and the breeze would blow through the branches like a song. And the whole time Martha's looking on to him with, like, empathy and compassion and love. I mean, and it, I mean, doesn't matter what type of love. Uh, the doctor's eyes are big and, and sad and, and happy at the same time. And they're singing and they say, you know, Lord, with me abide uh, in the hymn. And uh, then the camera kind of goes up from the undercity uh, while the song's still going on. Uh, and it shows kind of the sunset in the city and all the traffic moving. And the episode comes to a close uh, just in time to get comfortable. Uh, good night.